0: gonna stretch
1: (sighs) Things Things are are gonna get easier (laughs) God it's like a bad Bismarcky impression (laughs) Bill You (laughs) got what I need
0: (laughs) Please God save me
2: Uh yeah, so it is. Uh, it's it's uh, it's Tuesday, July twenty first. Ah, July, July twenty first.
1: Is is it, oh, it's your
2: birthday. Happy birthday! It is my birthday. I'm today. sorry, I
1: completely forgot up until now. Wow, Happy leave, birthday! Leave a brother hanging. I actually really was trying to set it up so that it would be more powerful on the show. Oh well,
2: you know that's all right. So. It's good. So it's how does good. it
1: feel to be in your seventh decade?
2: <laughs> you know, a lot's changed since 1842. I can tell you that.
1: <laughs> so what are, what are you doing for your uh, birthday? Live from my walker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what's different about that? Oh. oh. Uh, uh, what's, what, what am I doing today? I don't know what I'm doing today. I don't know what I'm doing today. Uh, you know? You've had, like s-
1: you've had like six espressos so
2: i have i have yeah you sound um, a little wound up wound up ready to go um <laughs> what am i doing but it's still it, well have i said i have i said i'm moving yet i haven't said i'm i'm packing right? yeah you're packing so i'm mo- for those of you who don't know uh i'm moving to uh the east coast yeah, in wh- three weeks two yeah. weeks Yes. Where, like where,
1: that. where, where the time is the actual time and not the time minus three hours.
2: Right. Yep. Right. Right. That's what I'm told. <laughs> uh, which is it's, it's great because it's been so humid and miserable here in California that it's sort of prepping me. It's Yo, prepping me, Bill. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's pre- I was in DC this weekend and it was awful.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, my run yesterday morning, it was, uh, 89% or 87% humidity. And what and kind of temperature? Like 78 Oh, at least it was 78. Bill, it was 530 in the morning.
1: I know. It's it only it, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. The, <clears throat> yeah, it was, was it was hot. It was almost like 90 percent humidity and 95 degrees on
2: Sunday. So. Uh, so, yeah, I'm 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 uh, I'm packing. I'm selling off a ton of stuff. Yeah. Um, Anything you'd like to
1: announce on the show as far as the packing or selling off that, that people should be aware of?
2: No. I mean, if you're local, I've still got, I've got my Epson 7,600 that I'm selling. I've got my Epson 3,800 that I'm selling. Uh, and maybe I'll get something on the other side. Maybe I'll just find a bureau that, that prints stuff and I won't have to deal with it anymore. I don't know. It's funny.
1: But- you do. It is. You do get to a point where you're like, you know what? Owning a printer, unless you're going to use it a lot is, is an expensive endeavor in its own. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's the the big printers are helpful for the artwork because then I can print out emulsion transfers and I can print out elements that way. Um, so that it, it, in that respect, it's still a necessary evil. But I want to get on the ground there and see, you know, what I'm really going to be doing because there are there are a couple other projects that are sort of core to why I'm moving there. That that I, I need to see how much time they're going to take up, how many. Sure. You know, sort of processor cycles they're going to take up yeah. before I figure out what else is left.
1: Right, and what what do you um, actually need to do the work.
2: Yeah, but you know, it's it's expensive moving. It's you know, <laughs> yeah, it's an expensive city to move to too. Well, says the guy who lives in Brooklyn, where it, it's like an even more expensive city to live. Four hundred and eighty-seven dollars a square foot, uh, something um, like that. Yeah, uh, there was a, there was something on I forget what site it was on, but it was like how many houses can you buy in other parts of the country for what it costs to buy an average house in Brooklyn? Yeah. And, and in Nashville, you could buy 38 houses for what it costs for a typical house in Brooklyn.
1: I was waiting for a friend of mine the other day uh, for dinner and there was a real estate place right next to the restaurant we were meeting at. And there was a, uh, an ad on the wall for a, for a three floor sort of like not even a nice brownstone. It was like this kind of like mediocre sort of brick house. And it was $2.27 million or something like that. Cash only.
2: <laughs> right. And I'm like, because who's who has, walking around with? T- yes.
1: Who has two and a half million dollars in cash? Right. You know, so it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Hey, uh, before we got started, we were, we were talking about how somehow we got on Shepherd Ferry. How did we get on Shepherd Ferry in the first
2: place? Oh, because uh, a print, he's releasing a new print today and and I've, I'm going to try and get it because I like his work and and I have many pieces of his work.
1: And you and I were, were sending back and forth links of, of his work and you were sending me some pictures and there's this one of sort of like a silhouette looks like a, like this large scale work of like a man in silhouette with a target on him. And I said, man, you, you like some dark, you, you like surrounding yourself with dark art.
2: Not I don't, like, don't know if surrounding myself, but I do gravitate to it. Jeffrey, you're into the
1: dark arts. Right,
2: I'm into the dark arts. <laughs> um,
1: but No, but you, you, you tend to be attracted towards that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and while you and I have very similar uh, depressive sensibilities, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sometimes, sure. I tend to uh, 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 try to stay away from that stuff for fear of it pulling me down further.
2: Where for you, you say it feeds you in in a lot of ways, it does, and it's it's not just visual, it's darker narratives, darker stories, darker characters. i I find that more interesting. I mean i in some ways, it's you know you, you see interviews with actors who often will say, you know, playing the villain is more fun." Sure, of course. playing playing the serial killer is more fun than playing, you know. the, the stereo salesman, whatever. I don't know. Right. No, I gotcha. Um, and I, I think that it's, it's a, it's a delicate balance for me. Um, because I do, I do sort of gravitate to that instinctively, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, so I have to kind of be careful, but I do find a lot of inspiration in darker material in darker photographs or in in photographs that are exploring sort of darker subject matter um uh artwork as well and i think with regard to photography it's it's one of the reasons that i've become more fascinated with photojournalism lately last several years um because i think that that a lot of the photojournalism that we see a lot of the the photo essays that we see are darker or they're exploring a darker side of, of humanity or the human experience. And I, I find it fascinating. Um, maybe knowing about it keeps me from submitting to it or succumbing to it. I don't know. Interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, to, to, um, you, you would like that Mr. Robot show then you really should go watch that. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It's just, it's just a, it's just a very different way of, of coming about coming around to the same problem.
2: You know, I wonder, did does it extend for you? Does it extend into the kind of music you listen to? Do you yes. like really?
1: Yeah. I mean, look, I, you know, I, I I like Bob Mould and other depressing stuff as much as some other guys, but like in general, you know, it's like uh, what Heather said about me with the wedding music, right? You know, you, what do you, what'd you uh, were you raised in an elevator? You know, mm. like I, I, I like, not like, poppy cheesy stuff but I like stuff that is uh, it's it's interesting because there, there's a lot of depressing work that I really do like but I also don't like the idea of um, elevating
0: mm-hmm.
2: negativity Maybe, is, there a, is there a difference between hmm I, see I don't find a lot of the stuff that we were talking about prior to I don't find it depressing as much as I find it sort of ominous or cautionary or even subversive in some cases.
1: Um, well, maybe that's, maybe that's where it is, where when I see that stuff, I worry that somehow it's going to take me with it or ah, that I'm okay. going to be tempted by it or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I do. So I've, I have a hard time with that kind of stuff. Cause it's like, Oh no, 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 Get that stuff away from me. You know what mm. I mean? It's sort of, it's, it's, it's that kind of uh, uh, thinking that, <laughs> <laughs> have okay. ha- have you had
2: experiences in your life where where external media has has affected or, or taken you down with it even temporarily or short term? Or is uh, this is this just sort of keeping keeping that at bay,
1: uh, keeping that at bay, I think,
2: uh, mm-hmm. you know, and it, mm-hmm. it may
1: be an overreaction, but it but it's just uh, I guess it's just a, a, it's, it almost it for me, it feels almost like a. um uh, a, a physical response, you know, sort of a uh, white blood cells going out and attacking, you know? Sure,
2: sure, sure. Um, let's, let's preemptively nip this in the bud before it gets out of control.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and I, there's you know, people in my life and that kind of stuff where I, you know, you sort of see uh, things get out of hand and, and, and so it's, yeah, it's just, it's fascinating. Um, we, we, uh, we should talk about this Robert Frank thing though. Cause it's, uh, I think it kind of, it, it kind of fits a little bit. Uh, sure. So last week we put in this thing in the show notes, uh, a New York Times magazine article about Robert Frank called "The Man Who Saw America." Um, it, it, it looking back at Robert Frank, the most influential photographer alive. Well, let's let's start there.
2: Uh, no, no, I I don't believe hyperbole I mean, I... or wishful thinking. <laughs> I mean, I you know. Influential in what way? I mean, are 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 street photographers, regardless of who you are and where you're shooting, are you somehow beholden to Robert Frank? I don't know. I I would say that 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 Cartier Bresson probably trumps Frank because Cartier Bresson probably influenced and inspired Frank.
1: Right. Well, then you could. Can- go back I mean, if you're going to go Carter up Besson, yeah, then, you're right. sure
2: then you're are you going to go to Brisaille or are you going to go to yeah you know yeah, ache yeah, yeah. um I, I don't i have problems with absolutes i have <laughs> problems with most or greatest or that kind of thing because it's going to be different for 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 everyone i know people who can't stand robert frank's work right
1: well you know there just was a you know, couple of years ago that the americans was at the Met, right? And I went to see the show
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, with a couple of listeners, and and it's like it was fine. It's good. Um, I I wonder if it's one of those things that if if I had seen it in its heyday when there was not a lot of other stuff like it, it would have meant more, you know. Sort of. Uh, well, okay, that, that that begs a great question. It, feel, it is... feels very tame now. It's sort of like you know, it's like it's like seeing Elvis swing his hips around, and you go wait, people were screaming and they had to shoot them from the hips up because right, like waist right, up right. because of that,
2: like yeah. that was that or wh- dangerous. Or what was the, uh, the, the, the flick, uh, the outlaw. Right. Uh, yeah. when that was considered, you know, almost pornographic yeah, and now yeah, you yeah. look at it and you're like, Oh, that's cute.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so sometimes I, I, kind of, uh, I, I wonder if, if, if it's, if it's in the, the timing and stuff, I mean, there's certainly when you look through this stuff, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of photographers mentioned in this article, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a lot of people that he met with or that he knew or or that 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 knew him. You know, he talks very kindly about Dean Arbis and yep. and uh, and Walker Evans and uh, a few other people. And it's so it's it, I I do believe he he was in a place and now he's what, 90 years old. Right. So he's been around long enough that he's seen. Huge shifts like he's he was back there back when Walker Evans was around and now he's still around today in 2015. So right, he's right. covered a lot of area you hanging know? out
2: with Kerouac and yeah. Ginsburg and, and all those sort of hipsters.
1: But interestingly, I, I mean, he is known for this one book.
2: Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, and in the article, they talk about how he essentially Traveled, uh, you know, around in what was it, 1955. I guess it was 54, 55. Um, he basically left his wife and his kids at home, and just ran off without them to do this book. You know, right? And seemingly had a pretty awful marriage and and relationship with his children for a long time. Um, did you did you get that sense too, or was that just was that? Yeah, me I mean, it? it's
2: it it almost struck me. We've talked about Avedon in the past that from the standpoint of Avedon felt encumbered by his family, by his marriage, by his children. Yeah. Because they took away from him making art. Yeah. And I I took that same kind of, I took that same feeling away from this where, where, yes, you're my family. Yes, you're my wife. Yes, yes. But I need to go do this. Yeah, And it just seemed like an odd choice. And, it, and I, you know, I don't know from this article exclusively, if you, if you hadn't read anything or didn't know anything else about Frank, was it a tumultuous marriage? Were they, you know, was it an open marriage? Was it yeah. you know, what was yeah. what was the scene? I don't know. But
1: there's certainly uh, a, a large specter of there's some unspoken stuff here or, or enough spoken that it makes it feel like there wasn't much to their relationship. Mm hmm. You know, or or it was a very ugly relationship and he was not a particularly good father from a provider or emotional sense. You know? Right. Right. Uh, I mean, even even his current wife of 40 years, uh, June Leaf, I guess is her name. Um, you know, he just will will take her away from her world. And, you know, the whole thing where they go up to the middle of nowhere in Nova Scotia and live in this house and have to figure out how to heat it and, and get food every day because it's so in the middle of nowhere and stuff. And you go, man, w- w- this guy, he's, he seems like a little bit of a glutton for, for like he's beating himself up all the
2: time. I, I yeah, I took away from, one of the things I took away from it was, you know, when, when we have talked in the past on the show about you don't need to hold yourself up, you don't need to suffer, you don't need to, you know, this is the complete sort of antithesis of that.
1: Yeah, this it, guy seems like he's seems been suffering like, for 90 years.
2: Yeah, and and <laughs> believes that that is core to creating anything. That I I have to be in some sort of of you know anti-stasis or in some sort of of you know uh uh stress or uh, I, I don't even know what the what the I, right I word if, would be. I
1: wonder if that's a lot psychologically and this is a
2: question for a
1: shrink i guess i should we should get dr ali matu on the show right um if 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 this isn't related to like the whole idea of like cutting like unless i'm in pain i don't know that i'm alive
2: you know that, Maybe. that sort of but this is more of an emotional or a psychological yes of than course. a physical
1: yeah. right 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 yeah uh, i
2: don't know and it, it i i do find it interesting you know the article makes mention of of the films that he's made over the years and I would, I mean, maybe I'm way off on this, but I think if you asked, you know, 20 photographers to, to, you know, name something that Robert Frank has done beyond the Americans, a lot of them would have a tough time with it.
1: Uh, I have watched the rolling stones thing. Cause there's like weird sort of bootlegs of it out. Right, right, right. right. I think
2: it's on YouTube now. Um, and but have and- you seen, any of the 31 other films that he made? No.
1: And, and would, and, and they say, Oh, he, you know, he would have, uh, uh, he would have, uh, become this great film and be known as this great filmmaker if he wasn't known as a great photographer. And it's like, well, no one outside of, you know, experimental film really knows who he is. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like as a filmmaker, I don't think your average person on the street would know the Americans nowadays, you know, right. right. I and mean, that's, that's of another generation. Um, I think it's one of those examples of somebody who there's part of it where, you know, he, it didn't do well at the beginning. He had to have it published by a French publisher cause no one in America would publish it. Um, and then it sort of, sort of grew in acceptance over the next 10 years and he started getting acclaim for it and and whatnot. Uh, and then he sort of at a certain point said, you know, I'm famous. People are stopping me on the street and knocking on my door. I got to get the hell out of here. Like I don't want to be famous.
2: Um, right. Which, which begs the question then why lobby so hard to get the work out?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And well, I mean, I think that that's a, that's a dichotomy that all of us, you know, we have thousands of people listening to us right now. What if it was tens of thousands or hundreds
2: of thousands? I wish that it were hundreds of thousands. You don't think of people. that you,
1: at a certain point, you would become overwhelmed by that sort of? I'm pressure.
2: overwhelmed by, by by that now. I mean, I, I somebody recognized me at, at Paris Photo based on my voice. I was talking to another photographer, and it freaked me out. But. You know, that look, if if I didn't want to share this with what we're what we're talking about with everyone else, then you and I wouldn't hit the record button. We would just talk every week.
1: No, absolutely. But I, I also think that we are in enough of a bubble where we have a community and a listenership. Sure. Without being so big that we get the downside of it.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, my my sort of this is a little bit of a, a rabbit hole, but it's never stopped us before. <laughs> Keep going. And it's, you know what, hold on on a second. Let me get the breadcrumbs out. Yeah. It's my birthday and I'll do what I want. Yeah. Uh, You know, the, the sort of benchmark of, of celebrity or fame for me is somebody like Dennis Murin, uh, visual effects supervisor for name a film of the last, a big special effects film of the last 25, 30 years. Um, You know, he's got, I think nine Oscars more than anybody alive, but do you know what he looks like? Well, if if I do, if you're in, I think he's yeah. kind of weird looking. Well, he's he's unique looking, and, <laughs> yes. and he's a he's an absolute sweetheart. I've I've met him a couple times, and yeah. you know that's the kind of fame that I would like. Where within your niche, within you know your sort of discipline, people know who you are, but you can still go walk the street. You can still yeah. go to a restaurant. Yeah. You can still go yeah. you know like if, to the market. If,
1: yeah, you're 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 Diane Warren. You've written you know 50 number one hit songs and are worth millions and millions of dollars but no one has any idea what you look like let sure. alone what your name is
2: sure yeah sure uh the idea of of being publicly famous is odd to me
1: yeah i'm wholly uninterested in that but there uh, is but there is a question of success in its entirety being i mean there's a part in the beginning of this article where it says that he um Uh, He had a paintings. Who is the who is the Japanese painter that it says that he had the paintings of and he sold them? Where is it? Here we go. Um, He had several years ago. Frank sold the paintings given to him in the 1940s by an impoverished friend, Sanyu, who became a renowned modern Chinese painter. Frank received millions of dollars, but well so discomforted him that he used it to create a foundation and gave it away. (laughs) Like Mm. he's like, I don't want the money. Like that, 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 that kind of success is not what he's after.
2: Yeah. And
1: and you kind of get the question of like, okay, well, what kind of success are you after? If you, if, if, if it let's assume for the moment that his, his success in his head was, I want to take this trip across the country and great the Guggenheim is paying for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it. I want to feel like I've had the experience of seeing this world and taking the, you know, 27,000 pictures down to 87 or 83 or whatever. it is. Right. Right. Um, And then I'd be satisfied with that. Well, would you or do you need other people to see it and say how amazing it is? Because how do you know how do you know what you have until somebody else reacts to it? You know,
2: well, look, I think that's that's. That sentence right there. How do you know what you have until someone else reacts to it? That is something that that is so sort of core to this show. Yeah. Why do we do any of this? Yeah. Why well, I, are we putting this up there? And there's but I feel like,
1: but that- I feel like the way he talks about it, like, okay, I'm success. I don't want to be a success. I'm going to go away and live on not a lot of money, and I don't want the money. I'm going to give it away. And it's like he can only say those things because he's successful enough to be able to turn right, it away. Right. You know, the people that say
2: that money isn't important are the people that have money.
1: Exactly. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Right.
1: Sorry. Go ahead. I mean well, I was to just,
2: there was something in here that there's a quote by Nan Golden. She, she says he never crossed over into celebrity says the photographer, Nan Golden. He's famous because he made a mark. He collected the world. Yeah. And I, I guess that's true. And yeah. maybe it's, maybe it's just the work doesn't, resonate with me personally as much as somebody like, I don't know, Danny Lyons or, right. or, uh, uh, Kappa or, you know, even, even Steve McCurry to a, to a certain degree. And maybe that's because I don't know. I can't, I, I don't know what it is actually. I, he, I find the work fascinating, he's but a, I don't, he's
1: a, he's a lot like, uh, um, what's his name is like him. Um, Keith Jarrett, right. Who's like this amazing jazz pianist. And he's given all these awards all the time and he declines them nine times out of 10. Mm. He's just like, I don't want all that. It's not what I'm interested in. And I think that there are artists and people in general. I'm sure there's business people and politicians and all the rest of it who are looking for that sort of, I don't know, is that a claim? What is that? What is that? Recognition?
2: Yeah, Um, but what's the recognition for? What do we want to be recognized for? What does he, I mean, and we're completely assuming here, what does he want to be recognized for?
1: after reading, you know, 10,000 words about him, I have no idea.
2: <laughs> and know? see, and that's, that's kind of the, what I came away with as well was was I don't know what the guy
1: wants. And, and, and towards the end, they talk to his wife and basically it's sort of like he doesn't even know what he wants or he tells you three different things when you ask him three different times. Mm hmm. You know, and is so is that somebody who who has some sort of vision or somebody who has no idea and is just sort of floating through it? You you may argue. I was reading. I was uh, listening to a a show yesterday. A backstory. You ever listen to that one? It's the it's a history American history podcast. uh, University of Virginia. It's really good. Mm -mm, And they were talking about the history of happiness in America, and they were saying that the the whole idea of sort of a fulfilled life, you know, the kind of stuff that you and I seem to search for really wasn't a concept until the sixties, like the sixties and seventies, the sort mm-hmm. of p- personal fulfillment kind of thing, you know? Right. Um, and like that, that didn't exist. And, and so, and, and, but, but it also said that, you know, the sort of the key to all this stuff is not about, obviously not about things and acquisition. Cause we've all proven that that's not really, that's a thing that doesn't actually make you happy beyond a point. Uh, but, but but that it was, a, it was less of a short-term thing and more of a long-term view of your life, and and sort of seeing it as like a, a road where little things happen to you, but you're still on the road solidly, low center of gravity, kind of moving along, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Robert Frank does have some of that. Yeah. You know, like this this sort of weight that he's just like, no, I'm Robert Frank and I'm going along and I don't want to do photography anymore. I'm going to pick up a camera, uh, a movie camera and make movies. And I'm going to get rid of that. And there's a part here where it says that he now shoots and sends in his stuff to competitions under assumed names under like other like under made up names. And he wins
2: competitions and stuff. Maybe he does, you know, like. So So there does seem I, I do. I do get that he wants some sort of a claim that he does want to be validated for the work. Maybe well, he, ex- he just doesn't want to be sort of I don't know, hoisted up beyond a certain point for doing the work.
1: Yeah, but okay, is there a photographer out there today who other than like these, you know, celebrity photographer kind of people cuz they don't really count cuz they don't do the same kind of stuff as him. You know, mm-hmm. is is Nan Golden being thrown up on 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 a pedestal to where people like consider her a god? Is 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 shirking is shirking the, the publicity as it were really do anything other than make it even hotter because it's, it's unattainable. You know, it's sort of like, uh, uh, you know, uh, being the guy in the room who doesn't give the pretty girl any attention so that she's the, now he's the guy she wants, you know, all that kind of stuff.
2: Mm. You know, I don't know. I don't know. There, again, it's, it's interesting. There, there are some interesting points. He does seem to have an interesting personality, uh, there's, there's one portion down towards the, the end of the article. Uh, Frank retains the spontaneous enthusiasm of a much younger man. In his 10th decade, he is still a freeform outsider seeking untried situations, fresh leaps, and nothing pleases him more than picking up on the scent of something exceptional. Last year, after receiving intriguing letters postmarked North Carolina from an itinerant laborer named Gustavo, Frank set off to find him. He discovered Gustavo in Winston Salem painting a house, he says, but, quote, I was disappointed in him. He was ordinary. He seemed not to be possessed by anything. He just drifts, end quote.
1: <laughs> Which is ironic because I feel like in some ways Robert Frank just drifts
2: waiting for things to float in front of him. Kind of. Kind of, I mean, could, could, were the photographs and I don't know the history of the book, but were the photographs in the Americans, were they planned? Did he know where he was going? Did he, did he know what events would be taking place? There's a section where
1: he's talking about how, was it Walker Evans, right? Who helped him write his thing? Is that what Mm -hmm. it was? Uh, I think. uh, um, Let me find it. But, but he's, you know, he helped him plan his route or whatever. And and you know you should go here and see these people and go here and see these people, and and uh, Robert Frank's was just like, uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know where I'm going. I just want to go and find things along the way, you know. So it's a, it's a very different way of looking at kind life. kind of
2: wandering around. Isn't yeah, that?
1: I think so. So maybe he just doesn't like people who are like himself. You know,
2: <laughs> mm. it's it's, like, it's very interesting. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's fascinating. Um, let me ask you one other question. Well, before we wrap this whole guy up, uh, do you think that it has been said that the Americans has a certain look and feel to it because it's been, it was shot by somebody who was not American that, that, that it has a point of view of an outsider shining a flashlight in on America in a way that no American could. I'm putting lots of hyperbole in there but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Do do you, do you get any sense of that or do you read that and go, "Oh, a bunch of
2: malarkey." I don't get that. I mean, I you know, I I mean So, I I don't know. and I, I don't I don't get that. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think it. I think uh 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 you know, Walker Evans did it. I think I think Gordon Parks did it. Uh sure. I think uh, Elliot Erwitt to a certain extent. I mean, there's tongue in cheek humor there, but I think he's shown a a side of America that we don't see or a side of American culture that we don't see. Yeah. Uh, The, the, the fact that I'm, I'm not a scholar. So maybe I don't have the, the, the baseline education or, or even the, 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 the artistic sort of street cred to, to, to chime in. But from what little I know of his work, I, I I can point out other photographers who seem to show just as much of the other. I mean, Dan Arbus showed a side of America few people see.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: By the uh, way, the, so,
1: the some of the portraits of him are really nice in this article. The one- They are. Almost all the way down or like, oh, a third of the way down of like him in the window, like with the yep, reflection. Yep, the color, yep. Yeah, that's a nice picture. Yeah, it is. Um, Yeah, I don't know. So I I think, you know, Interesting article. I think it's an interesting read. Uh, it, it It is uh, um, fascinating how he basically made friends with all these other people and, and you know, going to Ginsburg and, and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of throwing away the old and going to Ginsburg to write the thing, even though he barely knew him and all this kind of stuff. Because uh, the original language that, that uh, Walker Evans wrote was too flowery. Is that how they put it? Something like
2: that. Uh, Anyway, just fascinating. One thing on how it ends. Uh, After this thing with with Gustavo, uh, a more satisfactory result came after an unannounced knock on the door from a California family. The father, Leif, says, quote, was a junk collector looking for a masterpiece, end quote. Recently, he'd purchased three pictures. One looked like it was from Woolworths and he thought it was a Boucher. The second was the worst thing you ever saw. He thought it was a de Kooning. The third, somebody tells him, is a Sanyu. He, looked at, he looks, uh, looks it up and sees Robert knows him. So the family crosses the country by car to show Frank the painting, possibly by Sanyu. You don't have to open your eyes to see it's not a Sanyu painting, Leif says. He doesn't mind. He's spectacular. He's happy. Eventually, Leif and Frank had to go out. What do you want to do? Leif asked their visitors. Nothing, came the answer. We came to see you. The family made their hosts tortillas from scratch and drove off for Louisiana to surprise an aunt. Frank found all of this immensely satisfying. I liked his directness, completely direct. I could tell him about Sanyu. They had no interest in June or in my photographs. And so Frank decided that the father should have his masterpiece after all. I sent them two of my photographs. I wonder if they found out what people would pay for a print like that. (laughs) So it's, it's, it's interesting that he is aware, acutely aware of... His notoriety and the value of his work. But on other, you know, to your point earlier, he shuns it.
1: Yeah. he. It's like he likes having the power, but he almost never wants. He, he feels disgusted by using it somehow.
2: It's very strange.
1: Hey, b- by the way, one last thing. Did you see the uh, the section in there about de Kooning? How he used yes. to watch de Kooning through the window.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then
1: he'd find de Kooning like out on the street drunk in a gutter. <laughs> It's like, ah, the good old days, right? <laughs> it's just, uh, all of this sort of myth that we put around all these people and mm-hmm. how oh they were the genius, like a lot of them had just really, really dark times yeah. where, where things weren't working at all, where they couldn't find, you know, their right. feet to put on their shoes because they were so despondent about the lack of whatever it is we think they had in spades. Mm
2: hmm. Mm hmm
1: uh I, I i somehow i find that heartening interesting <laughs> back to the going roundabout to the beginning yeah uh i don't know it's good stuff oh, you need to I'm take exhausted. a breather yeah i'm exhausted that was that was heavy it was heavy how do how do we get there
2: i wish i had a cupcake right now
1: uh no one sent you cupcakes no <sighs> do you want cupcakes we'll get you cupcakes i'll call somebody and get cupcakes delivered
2: that's all right where do you get cupcakes around here? Is there good cupcakes? you don't there's no there's nothing
1: hey do you ever there's do nothing. the thing where you make the cake and then you pour the jello into the cake do you know what i'm talking about
2: <laughs> what
1: you don't know what i'm talking about
2: no okay uh, wait you pour jello into a cake yeah so is, like cherry chocolate cake surprise like what no you How do
1: like you vanilla or? cake and then you poke holes in it and you pour jello in as it's cooling or something it's, it's a, it's a thing.
2: You know, here's the, here's the truth of it. All I know really... is
1: that my, my brother-in-law did it to, to make it, made it for, uh, made it for, uh, Burt for his birthday.
2: I'm not really a cake person.
1: What, what are you more of? Pie. Oh my God. You know what I have in my, in my fridge right now? A small strawberry rhubarb pie from a bakery up the street.
2: Yeah. I, I do like a pie.
1: Uh, I'm uh, yeah I'm a fruit pie kind of guy yeah
2: cherry uh, you know it's coop on Twin Peaks right it's good cherry pie strong black coffee and I'm a happy boy
1: man cherry pie is where it's at
2: it is where it's at
1: by the way I'm going to put a a jello cake recipe in the show notes (laughs) oh Jesus okay uh, for for anybody interested in such things (laughs) <laughs> um hey you know what i before before we do our uh sponsor you know who i uh what i got i got to play with the, uh the black magic cinema camera last week got to use one okay oh, so
2: that's that's the, the so larger nice. of the two it's not the not it the is pocket the, one
1: it is now the medium of the two because there is well the um a, a small medium of the four because now there's there's big giant ones with screens on the sides like big the ursa um then there's a 4K. Then there's this one, which is the 2.5K. The sort
2: of oh, okay. It's this, is, this is the original Blackmagic Cinema sure. Camera. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, sure. it's not okay. small.
1: It's you know seven by five inches. You know, on the back.
2: So even this one does not shoot 4K. This is 2.5K. This
1: is 2.5K. If you shoot raw, so it basically does it just store, gives you a pile
2: of DNGs. Does it store internally, or are you recording to an external?
1: Internal two and a half inch SSD. So you, you open up the side and you pop an SSD out of it, like a, no like kidding. A, yeah. So you, you put an SSD in, although I did not shoot raw, um, I shot, uh, uh, ProRes HQ. So it's mm-hmm. ProRes 422 HQ, uh, which is 1080, but it's 10 bit per channel. So mm. there's much more room than much more room for grading and playing with, with stuff in post, uh than there is with, uh, with, uh, with like digital SLR footage, right? The footage feels much more smooth. And, it, and it's, I, I do believe it's a global shutter too. So it's, it's, it's not reading off the – so you don't get the weird jello stuff mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. like you do with the thing. So anyway, it was, it was super fun to use. And if I had the money, I would totally buy one of these. Or uh, actually, I would buy the Pocket with one really
2: good micro 4
1: zoom which I think is actually what Gary Yost uses, right? He has like
2: one of those and just a I small so. kit of lenses. I, I, mean, I We haven't heard from him in a while. I think he's, where is he? Is he in Fiji? I think he's in Fiji. Oh, oh he's off. He's off gallivanting. He's doing a, doing a film, yeah. I think.
1: But I, but if, if I, so if I were going to like make movies, I would get, yeah, one of those a little thing. And then a decent audio recorder with a good mic, um, but anyway, so I, I filmed this stuff last week and it's pretty much done. I think I'll put it out tomorrow or today. Uh, but it's just, oh man, it's so nice using the right tool for the right job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it feels totally different than shooting with the digital SLR somehow. And uh, my friend Dan God has been brought, uh, brought his motorized slider along. So I got to play with that a little bit too. Oh, now they, the right Look
2: at this little micro one.
1: Yeah. The little cube one. It's yeah. basically uh, uh, the, the little one in a cube for drones and that kind of stuff.
2: Ah, okay. No. All right.
1: Uh, anyway, good stuff. And uh, if anybody uh, has any thoughts on the Blackmagic, let me know because I thought it was pretty great. And now they're like nineteen hundred ninety nine bucks for that camera. It's not yeah, bad I'm, at all.
2: I'm still holding out for. I don't know. I'm still digging on the XT one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although I, I need, you know, I was hoping Fuji would send me one for my birthday, but they did not. Well, now not. there's
1: the what is it, the XT ten? X ten. That's the smaller
2: one. Yeah, yeah. the new one. Not, it, uh, not weather sealed.
1: Okay, what else is negative
2: about uh, it? I think different firmware, so it's not getting the, the same focus enhancements. I'm not sure. It's Don't substantially cheaper, though, right? Uh, it's not substantially cheaper, but it is cheaper.
1: Okay. Anyway, just uh, throwing that stuff out there. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about Linda and then get on to some new stuff. Uh, let's see. This episode is brought to you by our good friends at Linda.com. Do you like that? I just did a voice there. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, that, that was a voice. Okay. <laughs> the online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your skills, your creative skills, Jeffrey. Your, skills, your yo. Skills with a Z. Right. Uh, for a 10-day trial, visit lynda.com slash OTP. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash O-T-P. And uh, yeah, go try it out for 10 days and see how you like it. lynda.com is for problem solvers, for the curious, for people like Jeffrey who are going to travel across the country in a few weeks.
2: Yeah. Maybe he wants
1: to master map reading. No, I don't know if they have a map reading. Cartography? Cartography, no. Uh, To master Excel, negotiating tactics. I was actually looking, uh, watching some stuff about uh, color correction with the tools built into Final Cut Pro, which used to really bother me, but now only slightly bother me. Um, You can go to, you can (laughs) learn how to build a website or. Step up. Or boost your Photoshop <laughs> skills. Uh, you can go to lynda.com and feed your curious mind. They've got great stuff on landscape photography, on night landscape photography. I still like the lynda.com slash 25PS, which is the uh, Photoshop 25th anniversary microsite. That's free. You can go check it out. Uh, uh, a black and white project, creating a dynamic, l- 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 uh, dramatic landscape in Lightroom and Photoshop.
2: I wonder, I wonder if they will add uh, Affinity design and affinity photo tutorials.
1: Yeah, I I I think that they would if they get enough of a foothold, you know? Yeah. Uh so so go check out lynda.com. They've got some great stuff. Uh you can you can go watch uh all of the watch and learn from top experts who are passionate about teaching. You can stream thousands of their video courses on demand and learn on your own schedule at your own pace because the courses are structured so that you can watch them from start to finish or just jump to exactly what you're looking for. By, you can even browse the transcript to follow along or search for an answer and just skip straight to that point you in know the video. how much
2: work that is to I transcribe they all these things? They must have automated that somehow, it's, no? I don't know. That's a lot of work. I know.
1: That's Well, that's, that's why it's such an impressive system. Uh, you can download the tutorials and watch them on the go on your iOS or Android device, which I do uh, all the time. I put them on my phone and then I get on the subway and I go, I don't feel like listening to a podcast because I'm sick and tired of listening to Jeffrey and Bill. So I'm going to go learn something. Wait, what? About- what? Who would ever say that? No one would ever say that. You give me their name. <laughs> Nobody better say that. <laughs> and create and save playlists of courses you want to watch and customize your learning path to share with friends, colleagues, and team members. Your com membership will also give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics, all at one flat rate. Whether you're looking to become an industry expert, you're passionate about your hobby, or you just want to learn something new lynda.com slash OTP sign up for your free 10 day trial. Thank you very much for Linda, for your support.
2: 10 days. Is there a 10 days, 10 days, more 10 You could, you know how much you can learn in 10 days (sighs) way more than you and I know. (laughs) Well now I'm bummed, but yeah, (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, so, uh, Jeffrey, are you worried on your, on your route that your car is going to get broken into and you're going to lose all of your
2: work? Well, I wasn't. Thanks douche. <laughs> uh, what's the, what, who, who sent this in? Wayne sent uh, this over to us. Are you kidding me with that? Are you really worried? No, don't be worried. No, I'm not worried. What do I have that people want?
1: <clears throat> That's yeah. So, so who, wh- not what, like what I happened? have
2: any cool birthday presents to, put in there
1: you know what if we <laughs> sent you birthday presents right now it would be one more thing you have to pack
2: that's true that's so true. why don't you you know chillax over there i know
1: who's I who's the one uh it's my yeah it was wayne party. hatfield that sent wait hold, hold on a second i gotta make a joke chill out I, over there leslie gore you like that reference don't get it she's the one who's saying it's my party ah Right. Ah. Uh, you like that? Okay. So anyway, Wayne Hatfield said just this thing. What
2: did it say? Uh, Jacques Nadieu. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, photographer robbed of his life's. This is this is this this is bad news. All right. People, uh, well-known people, Montreal photojournalist. Yeah. Uh, says that a thief has stolen his life's work. Uh, Les Devoirs, Jacques. What? Nadu <laughs> <laughs> has said earlier this week someone broke into his home uh, and took hard drives containing more than three decades of photos. This is just heartbreaking.
1: Okay, this is a case study on why you should use offline backup. Okay, but
2: uh, go ahead. Just to play devil's advocate, yeah. Somebody like Bill Cunningham, who's got file drawers and file drawers and yeah, file drawers no, they're, of they're negatives. Yep. You know, what do you do? Yeah. And, and 30 years worth of, sure.
1: uh, our, our friend, uh, friend of the show, Randy Duchesne has, yeah. File cabinets full of what at the time was like Kodachrome and stuff. And he whittled it down from, I think eight to two over, oh. over the, over the years, you know, and the rest of it just went in the trash. Like when you go to Jay Mazel's house, there's just trash. What clear trash bags full of chromes, like all wow. over the place. Wow. Like do you get like piles of them. like, thousands and thousands and thousands of pictures
2: um imagine what it cost him just to move out of that giant building
1: i know he moved into a brooklyn place though i think right He bought a house in brooklyn or something
2: warehouse paid cash for it (laughs) because apparently that's all they take in brooklyn i
1: I should hope so maybe he bought that place (laughs) um the uh so but yeah this is this is terrifying uh, the thing is the thing that I see about this though, and some people say, See, look, he got his hard drive stolen, and he lost everything it 's like well, yeah, but at least with digital there 's the option of having a backup somewhere else that is identical to the ones you have here, you know,
2: mm-hmm. like why
1: would that be any better if his if somebody came into his house and okay maybe maybe his 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 cabinets were too big to take all of the negatives or whatever it is but but you know, somebody could just as easily take those or a fire could destroy those or whatever it is. At sure. least with digital, you have the option of, Oh, here's a whole other hard drive at my mother's house or wherever that, that has copies of everything. Yeah. Speaking of which I should do that.
2: Uh, he estimates that he lost between 30 and 50,000 photos taken over 35 years. That's not yeah, a lot. Just- it's not
1: that many pictures for
2: 35 years. 50,000 photos.
1: It's a thousand a year.
2: Right, mm. You
1: know what I yeah. mean? I mean, for for a guy who's a professional photographer, it's not or a like artist. or
2: two big weddings.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, we'll put the article in the show notes. It's just kind of heartbreaking. No, it but, is. That, uh, that's
1: sad. Uh, I will put it in right now. Um, what else we got here? Uh, somebody sent in. Let me let me get the uh, correction right here. We go. Uh... Uh, Jim Wilson sent in a link to the Petapixel article. Remember a few months ago, we talked about that guy who was suing Nike. Cause he said his picture of Michael Jordan was the,
2: Oh, the, the basketball player in the air. Yep. Yes. Yep. 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 yep, yep. <laughs> yes. Michael Jordan is that basketball player. No, no, no. I mean, he, what <laughs> I'm just kidding. Did, did what did he shoot Jordan? I don't remember the article. Did he actually shoot Jordan or did he shoot somebody else?
1: Uh, Nike's and then, and then
2: they made that into that jump man. I think logo.
1: that guy was, was, Michael Jordan as well. And apparently, apparently the judge threw it out. U S district judge, Michael Mossman wrote that quote, there's nothing original about the selection and arrangement of having Michael Jordan jump with a basketball in the vicinity of a basketball hoop. And that there are relatively few ways to express that idea in a photo, Mm -hmm. Uh, which, which I tend to agree with. I, I, I thought this felt like BS to begin with. I think this guy just wanted to get some quick money. Obviously, there are lots of pictures taken of Michael Jordan doing that. That's what he did, right? That whole him floating in air stuff, right? Right, right, like right, that, right. Was, that was like his signature move.
2: Okay, yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's like you yes. took you stole my picture of, you know, Canseco swinging a bat. It's like he's done this 7,000 million times. Everyone's taken a picture of that, you know? Right, right. Um, so uh, anyway, just interesting that uh, in my opinion, the court got this one right. Um. But just interesting little update on that one. Uh, What else we got here? We are. Oh, David Bailey thing. What do you think of this? So I saw this on CNN (laughs) this this morning. David Bailey, the British sort of uh, famous people, celebrity photographer we've talked about for a long time, a number
2: of times. Uh, one, has, one of the big three sort of bad boys of, of yes. photography in the, the 50s and The bad boys 60s. of London photography. Right, 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 right. Um,
1: would, would, uh, David Bailey's new book. Now, how would you say that this is supposed to be read? His new book, Tears and Tears or Tears and Tears or Tears and Tears? Or Tears and
2: Tears. Maybe he's just sad.
1: Yeah. Uh, is Is a book of... <laughs> You can't even say this without laughing. You're like, really? So when people are making prints in the dark room and you're trying to figure out the correct exposure, they will stick a test strip like on top of the thing they're trying to print just to see how the blacks and whites and grays come out, right? Mm -hmm. And then you know expose the paper whatever it is and david bailey apparently would rip off these test strips so he would end up with these pictures that were kind of half ripped in half so it would be you know um mick jagger's face with half it ripped off because that's where the test strip was these are just like in in the process of making his prints he would do tests basically is what this is right but now
2: apparently the torn the batter to get to the cookie Kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. They're the dough to yeah. get to the cookie.
1: Uh, he, he now is, is his new book is recreations or or, or, or uh, reprints, basically, of these pictures that have been torn in the process of making them. Because, wait, how, how do they put it? Do they say, uh, they're the, test strips of photographic paper unceremoniously torn off by Bailey while tinkering with exposure times for his prints. But the irreverent East Ender has preserved them as art. To be released in September.
2: Uh, BS. The, the the irreverent celebrity has f- found them in a cabinet somewhere and went, Hey, <laughs> I'm hot right now. Let's make <laughs> some more money. Right. I, I mean, it's difficult to me, not to read it that way. Yeah. I mean, it is, and it's different than something like one of my favorite books, the Magnum contact sheets book where, You see the iteration, you see a photographer working a subject, you see, uh, I I don't know. I feel like this is not that though. That's what I'm saying. I don't feel that this is, is getting to that point. I I feel like we are seeing, I guess, part of a process, but, but because there's nothing either side of it, they're, are these little sort of mini black holes of process.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? I, I I don't get much from them. I mean, are they good photographs? Some of them, this, sure. This,
1: this is the kind of stuff you know when when people talk about crazy fans or whatever it is, like buying some of Elvis's poo or whatever. You know what I mean? Like like that kind right. of like crazy stuff. Can like you, that's what I feel like this is. Like this is a completely meaningless thing that is now somehow is imbued with some sort of intent. There was no intent in this.
2: Uh, there was, I like well there was intent. The intent in the was to photograph. rip it apart. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: Right. Right. I don't know. I just, I just think that that is, it's very odd.
2: I don't know. Well, and, and for anyone hoping to see Bailey shoot fashion again, he offers dim hopes quote only for a lot of money. Bailey chuckles.
1: Yeah. He's just a cranky old man
2: looking for cash. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Uh, I don't know how I feel about this.
1: Yeah. Either do I. We're going to put a link in the show notes for, for what it's worth. It was in the CNN.com style section. Uh, it does say David Bailey's chemical experiments. The art of little accidents is the, is the, is the headline, which, <laughs> which I think is, is, is trumping it up a little too much for my liking.
2: I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, this will not be on my shelf.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, so tell me about the, uh, the think tank trifecta bag.
2: Oh, yeah. I got a new bag. Uh, think Tank released these, these new series of bags, although I think they should have three of them because it's Trifecta, but there are only two, but whatever. Uh, there's the Trifecta 8 and the Trifecta 10. And I saw them, they, they sent out an email saying, hey, we got these new bags. And uh, I emailed back and said, hey, would you, would you send me one to, to check out? Because they're kind of neat. And they said, yeah, sure. So they sent me this bag. Uh, and the, the idea is that the the trifecta 8 is is kind of designed for mirrorless systems smaller systems right. and then the trifecta 10 is for DSLRs although the reality of it is there's only a 2 inch difference between the two so it's not it's not that much of a difference so if
1: you were a guy like me who shoots with like a handful of small relatively small primes you might be able to get away with the 8 with a small, like I don't have a
2: 70 to 200 2.8 IS, you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Um, it's a great size. First, they're very well made. Um, great si- the, the, the trifecta uh, branding refers to the three different ways you can get into the bag. Uh, there are two flaps on either side and then some, a feature that you quite like, uh, and I think your crumpler bag does this, uh, you, you can only get into the main, the main guts of it through the back of the backpack. So right. if so, it's so on the, it's, your it's back
1: against your back. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Somebody can't get in there. Um, and then there's, there's a, a tripod storage. Um, I, I think they're really nice bags. And then there's a, a large, a large uh, uh, main sort of pocket area on the top of the bag. Um, there's always, I mean, when you were talking to me about this bag, I don't know what a week or two ago when you
1: got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was saying that it's so frustrating because bags are always one of those things where you can never, you never quite have the right one. There is no perfect one.
2: There's, there's not a perfect There's
1: definitely bag. not a perfect one for everybody. There's not even no. a perfect bag for you. You know what I mean? No. Like, each day, de- unless it's like, okay, let's say you put together some sort of interview kit that you're going to use with a couple little video cameras and a couple mics and whatever it is, and it fits inside this bag. That might be the bag that works really well for this one interview kit. But the minute you're just like, oh, shoot, I also need, you know, a, a mic
2: stand. And you're like, right. oh, shoot yeah you know, right. like <laughs> and and for for the okay what's in there now what's in this trifecta eight for me is my h five yep. I've got a pouch of of cables and adapters things like that uh that fits i've got uh the thirty five mm one 4 on my x pro that fits i've got uh, another uh lens that'll fit in there uh with with an adapter it's a manual focus lens um, but if I want to add a shotgun mic. I either have to put it outside in the uh, the tripod uh, pouch, um, or it doesn't fit because the inside of the eight isn't—it's not long enough to fit a shotgun mic. Right. So uh, the ten, unless I had like a like an Audio Technica, what's the little bitty one? Like it's eight seventy-five R. Okay, it's only seven or eight inches long. But if you wanted to do like you know an NTG two or an NTG three or something like that. It's not going to fit inside. So now you've got, you know, arguably for an interview kit anyway, the most important piece of your kit is now outside of the protection of the bag that you got to carry the kit in. Yep, yep, yep. So that doesn't make much sense. Not ideal. Um, but for, for uh, it also carries an iPad mini uh, or, and it will carry, it'll carry an iPad mini in a case or an iPad Air out of a case the 10 the the ipad case is a little larger so it it'll fit a full size ipad um but if you're if you're walking around with with you know um one of the sony a72s and a, a couple lenses and a flash it's a terrific bag uh it's very streamlined it, it's very streamlined against your back it's got an included rain fly so if you encounter you know some dodgy weather you're covered huh. that's <laughs> I didn't, didn't, didn't mean that one. But yeah, you're covered. Um, you know, again, there, are there are there other bags out there? Sure. I've got a Kata that I like. Uh, I've had an Ona bag yeah. that, that I liked. Um, you know, it really it's it's sort of like it's an extension of of any other piece of your kit and, and it's right tool for the right job. Yeah. Um, No. But, but I will say that the think tank stuff is, is really well made and I like their attention to detail. I like their design choices. Um, Hey,
1: the zoom H five you've got.
2: Yes. If you plug in a mic that needs a lot of
1: gain, does it get noisy if you turn up the gain? Uh, that's sort of the, like the the weakness of all those like little recorders, right?
2: The yeah the the big ans the big answer to that is I don't know because I don't okay. I the the XLR mic that I have doesn't need a lot of gain. What you would want to do is uh, I would ask Ibarian X because he's got uh, a sure SM7. All right, yeah, which apparently takes a lot of power. Uh, okay, they, they don't have a lot of headroom on them, and he's I don't know if he's got an H5 or an H6 yet. I think he was using. Last we spoke about it, he was using the H4N, and the H5 is supposed to have a uh, better preamp in it.
1: Okay. Yeah, um, it's just, uh, um, like, there's a lot of higher-end field recorders that are, you know, fancier than yep,
2: all yep. these there's little the, handheld ones. The Edderall is good. Uh, yeah. Roland makes one. Marantz makes one that's, like, 900 bucks. but amazing. And then there's the amazing.
1: Sound... Shoot, what's the name of that brand? There's like, Soundcraft? Eh, something like that. Yeah, there's man. some like higher, like high-end ones, you know, that they use for like TV shows and movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, man, everything gets expensive if you want to do it right.
2: I have been very happy so far with the H5. Uh, yeah. the, the built-in XYs are good. Um, it's what I, I've only used it a few times. I used it to record the two ladies in, in DC and I used it to record uh, Doug, you know, yep. the, you yep. like eggs. Uh, and Doug, I, I still do like eggs if you're listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how it performs. Cause I, I, most of the time I'm not going to use it with the built-in mics. I'll probably end up using it with either uh, an interview mic, like, like, um, uh, oh, what is it? The, the RE40 or RE50 right. or a shotgun mic. Right. Uh, by the way, sound, sound devices is the calling. sound devices. Okay. Soundcraft makes mixing boards. That's what I. Uh, right yes,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But these sound devices are like where it's at on mm. the high end, but they're super expensive, you know, for what they are. Right. Uh, a friend of mine has one, and it's like I'm a little jealous of it.
2: Are they? They're really spendy.
1: Yeah, they're thousands of dollars, but like they're Oof. they're they're ridiculously nice. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I don't want one of those. I, I wouldn't mind having uh, uh, a road kit. You know what I was thinking about. What if, what if I, what if I went to road? Cause I, I'd kind of like to do some remote stuff. What if, what if I said, Hey, let's call them road stories and you can sponsor it partially with a microphone kit.
1: You could try to do that. That's a good idea. You know? Yeah.
2: They've got, they've got their little wireless lab kit, their filmmaker wireless lab kit. That's supposed to be cool.
1: I would, um, I would give that a shot. Why not? Uh, I just sent you a link to the sound devices five, five, two, which is like,
2: this is where it's at. Ugh. Yeah. This is what all the cool kids are using. Yeah.
1: Look at that thing. It's like a machine. Oh, wow. oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that thing's not messing around. That's like, that's the small one that they make. Yeah. They, get, they okay. get fancier from that.
2: Yikes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's too rich for my blood.
1: Yeah. 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 But it's nice. Um,
2: all right. Anyway. Uh, so anything else to say about the bag or are you done? No, that's it. It's, it's okay. pretty cool. I I'm going to do a, I'll do a, a more detailed review and then I think I'm going to give it away. Maybe okay. I'll give it away before I go on the, maybe I'll give if I decide to give it away, I don't know yet, but if I decide to give next it away show. details on the next show, that way I don't have to move the thing because all thing. this stuff is just getting expensive. You know, the things you own, own you. But you know what, Bill? I'm not my khakis.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, Alan Mowers wrote in, uh, to us, Mowers, Mowers, how would you pronounce that? I would say Mowers, Mower, Mowers, Mowers. Uh, wrote in asking uh, – saying that he's getting involved in uh, – he, he stumbled on a lot of f- – into some film gear a few months back. Uh, 35 millimeter, 4x5 and larger, old Mamiya camera, uh, gra- uh, uh, crown, uh, Graflex, crown graphic. Uh, and he wants to learn how to develop his own stuff. And, and he was asking if we had any tutorials or online resources to, to learn all that stuff. I didn't have a good answer for him. And so I figured I'd throw it in the show notes. And if anybody has any answers for that, uh, send them to us. We'll get them to Alan or go or, look them or, up on yeah, the internet. Or put him in the group. Yeah. Put him in the group. Put him in the group. Um, I'm sure I think that's out interesting there on YouTube. stuff. Somebody sent me in uh, a, uh, the, the people who are making the new 55. Is that uh, impossible? Or is that no, somebody else? Impo- somebody else is doing it. Uh, sent in, the, sent in the new 55 uh, company is is now selling developer all in one developer so it's a developer fixer and all the rest of it all in one wash so all you do is you develop huh. it for 10 minutes and then you uh rinse with water and it's done processing black and white pretty cool right wait any black and white film i think so yeah let me let me find where it was oh uh, here we go
2: one one shot is that what? yes this is?
1: something like that yeah it's called that one
2: shot uh, and they sent no. us a review. This is ready loaded four by five sheet. Oh, show. okay. That's then
1: it's similar. Is. It's a uh, similar. Keep looking. It's 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 monobath developer. R three monobath developer.
2: Yeah. Uh, universal all in one developer stop and fix for. Wow. Hey, maybe they should send us some. Yeah. Right. Send uh, us each, send us each uh, a liter of this stuff to try, guys. Yeah. So uh, we'll this the,
1: this guy uh, Ted. Um, Ted Forbes did a little review of it. Oh, uh, uh, art of photography. Yeah. 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 Uh, as well as somebody else, he sent me the link, I can't find it. I'll, I'll find it and put it in the show notes. Um, I like Ted.
2: I hope Ted, I hope you listen to the show. And, and if you do, uh, I think you're super cool and, and would dig to talk to you.
1: That would, that was nice. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we will, uh, we will check it out. And if there was somebody else. I can't find who put it. There was another link somewhere here. Uh, uh that somebody sent me and I'm, I i do not know where the hell it went. Uh, anyway, I'll find it and, and put it in the show notes uh, where <laughs> people the, do reviews. What? Keeps
2: for a long time. Is that, was that <laughs> one of the comments? One liter, 32 ounce plastic container keeps for a long time. <laughs> uh, What's the expiration date? Long time.
1: Yeah, it's, 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 it's just, uh, it just keeps going. How it's long good. should
2: I keep it? Long, a time. long time. i like that shirt so hey uh yeah one new 55 send us a couple shirts and a couple liters of this stuff and we can try it and talk about it
1: well we should send a little link to them a little note to them i would love to i I would love to try some um so anyway very very cool uh so go check that out and uh do you want to do the crit while we're at like an hour five or do you want to save that for next week
2: well we kind of saved it for this week last week uh let's let's just blast through it real quick (laughs) okay Uh, we're starting Uh, with the
1: Matthew Wood pictures of people playing pool. Yes. Okay.
2: Didn't we just, Oh, I had something on the, uh, the last five for Friday was somebody playing pool. Um, pool for, for me, pool hall shots are about the environment. They're about context. Yes. It's great seeing somebody play pool, but they, for me, they need to be, gritty and and grainy and and maybe even a little soft or a little motion blurry because that's that's what i associate with that kind of environment what do yeah. you think
1: uh did you know that the, the there used to be as many pool halls in chicago as there were bars huh and now it's gone from i don't know like 6000 down to like 25 or something like that in the last eight years, pool halls? There, there, it was some ridiculous number of pool wow. halls in Chicago. I think it was in Chicago. Somebody will come up with the numbers and send them in. Uh, I read that recently that 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 the billiards. You know, like my father, fi- we had a pool table in our basement when I was growing up, and like a finished basement in our in my house. Um, and pool was a big thing, but apparently for modern people, it's like completely gone to the wayside. Anyway, interesting stuff. Like golf my, is uh, apparently my- moving. My grandfather
2: was a pool hustler.
1: Well, there you go. See back in the day when there were 6,000 pool halls in Chicago. Right. And he was on the ride in the railroad to Chicago.
2: He was, he was hustling pool and making, making moonshine.
1: Um, uh, classy family. And my, <laughs> my
2: father, my father was, <laughs> yeah, my father was an amazing pool player too. Really? And one of the, one of the, 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 the just great joys that I had was when the two of them got together, watching them play pool together. Who was better? my grandfather okay <laughs> without even breaking a yeah. sweat he he was amazing
1: yeah i used to i used to be like that okay well, let's go back to the yeah uh <laughs> so i i, I, I oh, so of these the fourth is probably the strongest right
2: the last shot the kid uh, all the way down on the uh, d- down on the i don't eh, i suppose eh, i i like the first shot the best that logo bothers me on the on the table okay fair enough bothers me quite a bit i would almost yeah. rather have seen Cut off at the, at the, at the rail or this, somehow this get might that out. be
1: one of those things where this picture will be better in a few years when this no long when the reality no longer looks like this, you know, when this Maybe. is of a time.
2: Um, I do like the first one though, though, I would like to have seen the whole thing shift down a little bit so we don't cut off the the rack and right. his hands racking I'd like and, to see a little bit more of the felt.
1: And really, Matthew, eight ball? Who plays eight ball anymore?
2: <laughs> um, yeah. But, I, uh, you know, go back, Matthew, and and take another stab at it because it looks like a cool environment.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, going even more like really crank your ISO. Maybe even get like wider angle shots where you're kind of closer to the action. You know, that lets in a little more of the room. I would uh, also
2: let the blacks. Crush, just yeah, yeah, yeah. I would let, let them let the black. blacks go black. Yeah. yeah. All right, so there you go. Yeah, good stuff though. Keep going, Matthew.
1: Uh, where's the other one? Uh, Davina hovenack I think
2: so. Okay,
1: doing more headshots for the university library. Uh, keep looking at my work, and I feel things should do different. What am I? Ne- why am I never satisfied? What can be done to improve a headshot like this? Um, this is all you. Uh, it is a perfectly competent headshot. Well done. Um, it, it, headshots are one of those really frustrating things because, uh, it, it, from a lighting point of view, you want to be, you want to defer to somebody's vanity a little bit, right? Cause you know mm-hmm. that this is going to be the picture everyone's going to see when they look them up on the internet or whatever.
2: Right. Um,
1: well, at the same time, you also want to make something that's a little more interesting. Um, the background is a little like if, if that was a gray background like that, I'd be fine. The color feels a little um, 1980s, 90s to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, uh, the
2: darkness on the right side bugs me. The the, the vignette that, that... Oh,
1: on the right-hand side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of, the, of the frame. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because the whole thing, the left the whole side thing side should definitely be tighter, right? It mm-hmm. should
2: definitely be shot, uh,
1: cropped a lot tighter. Um, and you know what? Instead of having that second light, instead of having two uh, looks like, I don't know, like Octobinks or umbrellas or something, uh, left and right. And just smooth lighting the whole thing. How about taking one of those and shifting it around the back? So maybe he's lit from the front camera, right. And the back camera left. So you get a nice little like rim. Oh, you get a little rim. Yeah, Yeah. sure. And then if you need to fill in the other side, use a card or something like that, you know, uh, up close, just out of shot. You could also crop this whole thing a lot tighter. You'll get something a little bit more interesting and dynamic. Um, uh, it, it, it's perfectly good, but it is not particularly interesting. Is that, is that a safe way of putting it? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, and, and then, you know, the headshot cropping thing is always a weird thing too, because like she, he or she, Davina female, you think? I would assume. Okay. Um, for the lack of knowing, uh, she, she, it's one of those things where she's, she's shooting wider than. Will probably end up being used, but you don't know how they're cropping the rest of them or how they're using them or whether they need them to be wide in particular instances and tall in other instances, you know, so you tend to this is the kind of thing with magazines, too, is that like when you tend to take portraits, I tend to take them where I'm going to crop them a little in post because I don't know how they're going to need to be cropped in post. So Mm -hmm. cropping in camera is a slightly unsafe thing to do because sometimes you'll do that and then they're going to need to crop them more because they need it square or whatever it is. And it's not that you don't have enough pixels, but they're just going to start cropping in a way that's taking away good stuff, you
2: know? Right. Um, I think, she, I think the comments, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, they, they did. They shorter. wanted the shots to be in a square format and all 100 plus, wow, 100, uh, have, uh, have enough room around the subject. Yeah, see, so, so she's doing that correctly.
1: I, I agree with your comment on the background. If anything, I would use, uh, do what I said, have the one big light on the right, uh, rim light on the left, and then maybe even use a third light to, instead of just blasting the overall background, do the whole like little sort of vignette right behind them kind of thing. You mm-hmm. know, to, to little give pool it a
2: little. that, that it, yeah. it does a yeah. natural vignette as we go up and out.
1: You know, there's 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 a way to do the classical classy and not uh, stayed. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I battle with that all the time. So I'm totally with you. Um, so, yeah, uh, give it a shot. It's good, good stuff. Yeah, um, uh, if
2: you want to add stuff, just make sure to tag it uh, or put it in the in the crit wall area, and and we'll we'll get we'll get we to it. Take
1: a look. Uh, the the so Tom from Michigan called in. <laughs> this and, is great. And reminded us that uh, apparently there is a, a a giant recreation of the uh, sailor and nurse uh, out in where is this? This is the VJ Michigan? Day memorial uh,
2: uh, uh, f- photograph.
1: Yeah, but where's the memorial? Where is this place?
2: Uh, oh, you know what? Now I don't know.
1: Is it out in Detroit or, or wherever he's from?
2: Maybe. Uh, anyway,
1: yeah. it's 50-foot-tall it's, it's version of the guy kissing the nurse. 25-foot-tall. 25, <laughs> uh, 25 feet tall? It looks taller yeah. than that. Anyway, it's big, and I think it's a little creepy-looking for some reason. I don't it's, know. There's something about it. I think it's being in full color that freaks me out a little bit. You know, because we're used to seeing it in black and white sarasota florida is where oh, is it, it is sarasota florida oh probably near some
2: sort of military base or something
1: anyway fascinating very cool we'll put a link funny the keep show them coming notes.
2: tom how you doing you all right i hope you're all right
1: yeah um assignment from last week stack
2: oh a i shot stuff. one did i put it up did you put it up
1: i shot one i don't know if i put it up i'll put it up right now uh go ahead keep talking stack how did people are doing we wait stack? are
2: we waiting for you
1: no, no, no! I'll, I'll, I'll put it up while you're talking.
2: All right. Uh. Okay. Let's see. Lots of really interesting takes on it. Some were, some takes were food. Okay. Uh, some were were like stacks of potted plant containers. Uh, Bobby Tingle. Uh, a stack of dimes. Welders will get this. That's great. Um, as as a longtime welder, i i I appreciated that. Wait, what's the joke? Um, what's the joke? It's it's what they call doing a bead doing doing a a, a, oh, okay. a, a bead around something they call it a stack of dimes because it you you make these little puddles and you and you move from one end to the other okay um haystack <laughs> I can't find the needle yeah that was good stack Ba-dum. of hay Shh. yeah uh, there are stacks of rocks there are stacks of film uh, I just put up my stack of pancakes okay see somebody else did a stack of pancakes yeah. uh oh uh uh danny alexander that's a giant stack of pa- i did you get through all of those danny alexander i don't think you did
1: god i totally want pancakes now for lunch uh
2: hmm. tanya uh derek stack of that fish looks amazing fish and chips yep, mm-hmm. yep. bobby tingle stack of blueberry pancakes yum <laughs> mm-hmm. i think you know what we should both <laughs> go get pancakes
1: yeah, that's bad for me.
2: Oh Jesus.
1: Go ahead. Uh, stack of tires. Okay. That's good. Stack of tires. Uh, I like the stack of Oh, I like the stack of tires. I remember seeing that one.
2: Stack of CDs, Mitch. Um Yeah, lots lots of good stuff. And then just some other stuff. Uh David just put something up. He put up this this picture uh with a a a, a woman walking down kind of an alleyway, but there's graffiti on the on the wall and he asked if he should remove it. I wonder if we should, should we talk about that next week? Sure. Should Should you remove stuff or leave the context of, of, of the environment?
1: I would say leave it, but we could discuss it next week.
2: Yeah. Uh, if you're going to enter any competitions, David, you have to leave it. Otherwise they'll kick you to the curb.
1: They'll nick you on.
2: That's right. You're done, Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So this week, somebody suggested this uh, uh slide. What do you think of this? I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I have a slide near me. There's a Marshall Stack, Fielding posted a Marshall Stack.
1: Oh, that's classy.
2: With a skull oh, on it. Oh, it was
1: yeah, it was it was a really like weird, kind of strange, trashy Marshall <laughs> stack. I like that one.
2: <laughs> uh, slide the, like so in the back of some weird van with a rush, you know, mural painted on the side of it. You know, I had I had uh oysters the other night for dinner. Yeah.
1: Yeah, see, I'm not oh, a big fan. Like, we got a gift certificate for their nuptials uh, to to a restaurant, and so we we went with our friends and.
2: Did they literally not have anything else?
1: No, they had they had clams and oysters and stuff like on the half shell as like appetizer kind of stuff. So we all had a few. Ugh. Not a big fan of the uh, the clams. I'm almost all right with with as long as you put enough sauce on there. Mm. But I just bring it up because that's you know when you slide down nope. your throat. Blah. No. You sure? Okay. I'm going to send you some oysters. Nothing for your good
2: can come of this. <laughs> uh, slide is where it's at. I'm sold. Slide. Uh, I'm going to have to go find a slide. Okay. I think that you will find many. Uh, so, sli- yeah, I think slide could be good. Uh, I will say one thing. Dale Rogers posted. That's did you right. see this black and white photo? He's this listener that lives. Where does he live? Where do you live? Phillip Island in Australia. Uh, I run Photo Rangers, an adventure-based photography workshop outfit specializing in conducting workshops uh, with an eco photography framework. You can see a little more, blah blah blah. This is this is like his front yard, his backyard, whatever. Yeah, see this? That's amazing. Yep. Yeah.
1: Well, you you can live somewhere like that too.
2: I'm gonna live somewhere where the monument, the Washington Monument, is gonna be my backyard, Mister. Hey, uh, speaking of which, if we do a meetup in September, would you come down? little mid-Atlantic meetup?
1: Yeah, I'm sure that would be something we could Or should we do an NYC meetup? That would also work, too. Maybe we should do both. We could do both and or,
2: yes. Maybe we should meet up at Connor's restaurant, just burger it up or something.
1: Uh, As long as Connor's buying. Wow. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
2: Wow.
1: (laughs) He makes a good burger. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Long as I
1: don't have to pay for it, I'll be there," <laughs> says the man playing with a backpack that was given to him. By think tank. Well, but I'm gonna pay it forward, man.
2: Maybe. I might. Um, I might. I might pay it forward. I'll make a burger for the next guy. There yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good
0: pretty good all right uh let's show title let's
2: let's wrap this up yeah i'll make a burger for the next guy um so podcast at ontakingpictures.com wait we got to do the photographer of the week oh did we not do that not yet oh whoops well you can still get to us at podcast at ontakingpictures.com slow
1: down there bunker post what i don't know slow
2: your roll g
1: I don't even. Know uh, so we should, should we t- should we talk about the other web? I think is what we're going to do
2: this week, right? So last week, uh, Alex Webb yeah. was our photographer of the week. Uh, and, and turns out uh, Mr. Webb's significant other is also a photographer yep. who is uh, amaz- just as amazing in a different way. Uh, Rebecca Norris Webb. So we are, we are sending you back to the same website to look to the other half. The same
1: website. Now who, uh double, double <laughs> B Webb. Uh, right. Who, who, uh, who sent us in and made the comment about this? I don't remember. Was it Saka or somebody? And where do they send it? Cause I don't see it in our, in the, in the,
2: in our, it might, you know what? It might've been a tweet from, from Mike.
1: Oh, maybe it was. Um, so somebody pointed out that, that the, uh, Rebecca Norris Webbs, my Dakota project in particular was one of their favorite books. That's
2: right. The book, it, it was Sakasigao. now that I think about it, it was, it was the, my Dakota book.
1: <laughs> and I must admit now looking through these, these are lovely. Yeah, they are just like plain lovely. Yep. Uh, And uh, it is just, you know, her traveling around uh, Dakota's taking pictures and they just there's something about the she likes doing the thing where there's something out of focus in the foreground mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, the real stuff in the background.
2: Yeah. As if we are peering in on, on the scene. Kind yeah. Of thing. E- yeah.
1: Even yeah. pictures outer car window. It's like the edge of the window is in frame, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And not even the outer edge It's like the edge of the glass is in frame. I love that shot. You see that one? Yes. Uh, number 19 in the My yes. Dakota book. Um, just lovely, lovely work. Uh, and and I just – I like the idea of these two artists working together, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean it's, it's like uh, uh, Jerry Oolsman and um, uh, oh, Mary Taylor. Is that his wife's name? Uh, you got me on that piece of knowledge. I think so. Uh, but yeah, it's fascinating. I, I, I wonder to what degree – they are involved in each other's creative process.
1: Well, they do. It says that they do do some projects together. So they, they, there must be, uh, they do workshops together and they do, uh, uh, they do this thing called memory city, mm-hmm. which, uh, a book that came out, they worked on together as well. So it is, yeah, there's this interesting intermixing of perspective, you know, that happens between them, but they definitely do have a very similar aesthetic,
2: Violet Isle. Look at that one too. Wow. What a great book that looks like. What,
1: do you, do you disagree about the aesthetic?
2: No, I think it's, I think it's very complimentary.
1: Yeah. Yes. Very well put. Yep.
2: Yeah. I think that, 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 and again, that's, that's, that's what led me to that kind of, that question of, of to what degree are they, are they working separately, but their aesthetic is so similar that it works together or when they do projects together, is is one uh, wearing the shoes of the other, so to speak?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, are they trying to create something that is in between the two of them? Right,
2: right, right, right.
1: Yeah, it's a good question. She loves reflections on glass too. You mm-hmm, can tell that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, amazing work. And it, yeah, it's just it's fun looking at uh, two people in the same thing. They're in New York, so I'm going to see if I can look them up. Uh, Are they they Brooklyn or are they Manhattan? Supposedly they're Brooklyn. So maybe see if I can find some people who know some people.
2: Oh, this, this memory city book looks amazing too. It's got fold out contact sheets and little ephemera placed throughout. Ooh. Right. Yeah.
1: This is, this is right up your alley.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, Yeah, it is.
1: It's good stuff. Uh, Got anything to add before we roll on?
2: Oh, are are you sure you're going to let me? Yeah, go ahead this time. You're, we're now done. Forty one dollars for this book uh, on Amazon, um, Memory City.
1: Okay, Well, go check that
2: one out. That's a that's that's good. Oh, look at that contact sheet of the red dress. That's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, this is this is definitely up my alley.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> we uh, yeah, the My Dakota is now one hundred and seventy five dollars in hardcover.
2: Zoinks. Yeah, I know. So does, I wonder, d- Mike, uh, tweet us back. Do you have this book or is it just one of your favorites that you would like to have?
1: Yeah, I think he must have it because he keeps talking about it.
2: Uh, looks like they also have Alex Webb and Rebecca Norris Webb on street photography and the poetic image, the photography workshop series.
1: Yeah, because they do lots of workshops together.
2: That would be fun to do, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah. All right, we will we will we will I'm sorry for the
2: background noise. It sounds like they're cutting concrete or something.
1: Oh, that is in you. I can totally hear that. That's amazing. Yeah. I thought it was outside
2: my window for a second. Sorry, guys. All right, so how do people get a hold of us? Uh podcast at ontakingpictures.com. Bill tweets at Bill Wadman. B-I-L-L-W-A-D-M-A-N. Yep. Uh I tweet Jeffrey Sidors, J-E-F F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S. Yep. Um and, uh, yeah, I'm going to go see what sort of birthday goods and services I can finagle for today. I
1: think, don't, uh, yeah, you got to go someplace where they give like free stack of pancakes.
2: Doesn't I, I think I Hop can give go you to free Denny's doesn't Denny's gives me like a, a they moon, might moon over my hammy or, or, or a grand slam. Maybe it's that what that's what it is.
1: Yeah. I like the grand slam
2: or there's a, there's an IHOP, maybe a Rudy toody fresh and fruity breakfast. Uh,
1: the IHOP will give you free stuff, but you have to register online first and you have to register like a week in advance. Yeah. I did this myself once. I don't like that. Yeah, it's BS. They're trying to take away my free breakfast. That's right, <laughs> mister. Uh all right. I went go, to all
2: the trouble to walk across the street. Go 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 and <laughs> en- go enjoy your day and we'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. All right, bye.
0: sweat